Welcome to the What Do You Do With Your 24 podcast. From 24 Tire, I am Ty Rickstrew, and my guest today is Casey Edwards. Casey Edwards is the Chief Marketing Officer for Stephen Enterprises and Brandon Stephen Motors and part owner in KansasBillboards.com, which has 17 outdoor billboard locations across Wichita. She has spent over $100 million strategically placing advertising in her career and is currently aiming to raise the most money ever for Catholic Charities Queen Bee campaign that benefits local St. Anthony's Family Shelter and Harbor House Domestic Violence Shelter. Welcome to the podcast, Casey. Hey, Ty. Thanks for having me. That was a mouthful. Yeah, it was. Woo! That was a lot. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Yeah. I did. I did read over it a couple times. Make sure I could just flow and do it smoothly. Thanks so. for having me today. Yeah, I'm this excited. is exciting. So I always, for some reason, the first couple of podcasts I did, I always would like start it out by telling a story of like something memorable that person has taught me. And there is something that I have for you as well. That through the years of us working together, that's always really stuck out anytime we've had like a meeting and I've shown up or whatever it might be that I've also implemented and how I do things. So I just thought it'd be fun to talk about to like start things off. Oh, this so, is exciting. <laughs> I don't know what you're going to say. I know, right? So like anytime we've always had a meeting to like um, shoot videos or do whatever and I show up at your office and like I walk in, most people, whenever you have like that set time of like we have a 30 minute meeting, they're just like, okay, hey, welcome in little bit of pleasantries and then just like kind of right into business. And I've always noticed with you, anytime we've ever met, anytime we've ever had a conversation, there's always almost feels like an endless amount of time of just like that initial conversation of just like seeing how we're doing, seeing how things are going and actually genuinely caring about like what that person has going on or whatever it might be. And it has never felt rushed because I feel like a lot of people you'll talk to and be like, hey, how are you doing? Good, good. Okay, cool. Now this is let's talk business. And it's always been nice that like, Anytime I've come to talk to you, it's always been like, hey, how are things going? How's the salon doing? How are, how's this going? And then it's like, I'll answer a question, like, oh, she's just being nice. And then you ask follow-up questions and it keeps going. And so I've also tried to implement that and not in a way of like trying to force it and make it be um, like something that would be kind of rehearsed or whatever it might be, but really just try to genuinely care whenever I'm going to meet with someone, not to just go straight to business and be like, let's get this done and move on. No, I'm passionate so, about marketing. Yeah. I'm passionate about <laughs> advertising. I'm a cheerleader for you. I believe in you. I'm so proud of what you've done. You've pivoted. You've created what your idea of success is. And so mm -hmm. whenever I see you and it's few and far between when we catch up, you have a mm -hmm. lot to unload and I have a lot to listen <laughs> about. I'm genuinely curious yeah. and, and here for that. So that's cool. Thank you for that support yeah absolutely i just thought that was that's always cool so um so diving into it for your mic if you if you sit oh. back and stuff yeah you can just take it with you okay and just follow it Wee. so yep hey just because if you sit back then you kind of gets a little echoey <laughs> i'm here so, okay i'm yeah. leaning in there we go <laughs> perfect um so how are things going what do you got going on Oh my gosh, right now I'm so excited. Um, we just kicked off a huge fundraiser for Harbor House and St. Anthony Family Shelter. And it's the first time that I've stepped away from partnering with our businesses to give back locally. And we've mm -hmm. done over a million dollars locally given back into the community through Stephen Enterprises, whether it's Beds for Kids or sponsoring kids for Christmas or donating to local initiatives, Kansas Humane Society, Beauties and Beasts, uh, Habitat for Humanity, the list goes on and on and on and on and on. And so individually as a person, I'm really passionate about 
these two local shelters, Harbor House and St. Anthony Family Shelter. And uh, they're pretty small and intimate shelters, but they have a six-week campaign every year that seven or eight women get behind and they go out and they ask their friends and family and the community, hey, support me, which in turn supports these two shelters. Mm -hmm. And the amount of trauma and crises that the clients are going through in the shelters is just truly humbling. And Mm so we just go out and we spread a positive buzz. It's called Queen Bee and Mm -hmm. uh, raise a lot of funds. I did. I did do that on Monday, had a little kickoff breakfast, dressed up as a bumblebee. That's the mascot of the campaign because the body of a bee looks so big, Mm. has limitations. Like, can those wings really raise that bee off the ground? And guess what? It overcomes that and it does and it flies and it's a temporary thing while it's getting rest. And that's kind of what the shelter symbolizes. The average length of stay is around 30 days for St. Anthony Family Shelter and 60 days for Harbor House Domestic Violence Shelter. And Mm -hmm. then they're back at it, putting processes in place, resources to overcome their obstacles and have a better future. And I'm really passionate about those two shelters. And so right now I'm going to try and break the record Mm -hmm. of $36,000 for them. And uh, so far we have $32,000 raised. Wow. And we have a few weeks left, five weeks <laughs> yeah. left in the campaign. So That's I'm really great. excited. I couldn't do it without my team that I work with. I have a great graphic designer and mm-hmm. just everyone in my community, family, and support systems, which is also something that hits me really hard when I think about these women and children in the shelters that don't have support systems or anyone mm-hmm. to call or a couch to go sleep on or a spare bedroom or food, anything. Yeah. It gives me goosebumps and chills talking about how absolutely grateful I am for my community. Yeah, absolutely. What does that money go to? Shelter, mm-hmm. um, food, uh, different things. Like when they say they left a, a home with all of their belongings and clothes and furniture and a car and everything mm-hmm. when they get out of the shelter, maybe they need a new set of kitchen plates and silverware, bedding, towels. Um, There could be a bus pass because they don't have a car. $50 provides two weekly bus passes. Wow. So they can drop their kids off on the bus at their school or Mm -hmm. daycare and then go to work and then come back home and go to the grocery store. I mean, just such a humbling experience, truly. And Christmas is right around the corner. Can you believe that? We're talking about Christmas. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So they have a little pantry for Christmas presents to stock up um, okay. and ways to earn shelter bucks to get those added up so they can provide a, a cool Christmas for their kids, too. Okay. So it's money that kind of supports just the shelter itself, but then also helps these women once they're getting out of yeah. it as well. I yeah. didn't know that. None of it goes to the admin fees, though. Yeah. So 100% to the clients in the shelters. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow, that's great. That's really yeah. cool. I'm, I'm excited about it, <laughs> yeah. really. Um, we're going to make a change right here in Wichita for people that need it in our community, and mm-hmm. that's what I'm passionate about, shopping local, supporting local, helping individuals that are in crisis here um, Absolutely. locally. So, wow, yeah. no, that's really cool. Thanks. I, I mean, I knew I knew about like the Harbor House and stuff, but I had never heard about the fundraising and stuff that they do to be able to directly give back and help out. So, yeah, they, awesome. the Queen Bee campaign started in 2017 and it's just grown. Uh, on average, the Queen Bees raise about three to five thousand dollars 
And then a couple of years ago, um, the most that one individual had ever raised was $15,000. And then okay. last year there were two individuals, Lauren Frontram, I think is her last name now. I went to high school with her. Mm. Maiden name <laughs> Sue Song. Yeah. She raised thirty one thousand, and another lady raised thirty six thousand. Oh, okay. And so it's just growing, and the impetus getting out there, and more yeah. resources for <laughs> mm-hmm. these women and children in these shelters. And so, yeah. then hopefully they can just provide that much more and help that many more people that are in need. And they're actually at capacity. So they partnered with the city and local hotels that if they need safe Harbor locations, some hotels actually provide additional rooms and resources. They'll never deny you service. If you know anyone that's experiencing domestic violence, they have a Mm -hmm. 24 hour hotline you can call and they will send a cab right then and there to pick you up, get you out of harm's way and provide resources. Even though they are at capacity, they're still a resource. Yeah. We'll get you in a hotel room or something like that. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. I didn't know. I did not know about the twenty four seven hotline and the, mm-hmm. the cab and all that right then. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah, that's really cool. So uh, taking a step back a little bit, let's talk a little bit about how did you get started in? Because you said that you're not doing it with uh, the company that you work with and stuff. And you're kind of doing it for you. Um, what have you? What What do you do um, on a daily basis? Oh my goodness. Well, um, I'm chief marketing officer for Steven Enterprises and that primarily focuses on the automotive business here in town. Um, all of the Eddie's dealerships, Subaru of Wichita, Supercar Guys, Brandon Steven Motors mm-hmm. as a whole. And so that's a large chunk of my yeah. day. Media <laughs> buying, creative, brand strategy, um, CRM management, training, rules, processes, follow-up, phone recordings, IVR, websites, social media, um, anything that has to do with those. We have a steakhouse, too, Success Steakhouse. Their yep. social media looks so good. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for helping with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we have that. We have a billboard company, ksbillboards.com, mm-hmm. here in town locally, Wichita billboards that are digital all over the city, basically any main artery to and from the city, we have a board on and you can reach 1.5 million impressions a week. Wow. That's pretty fun. We have California stores as well, automotive stores out there. And I help a little bit here and there on those with any marketing needs, but I'm just a resource for the owner, Brandon, Steven, Mm -hmm. anything that he needs or general managers, creative ideas, concepts, media placement, websites, Mm -hmm. sales. I'm here to help make the business grow. Okay. That's awesome. How'd you get into that? Oh my gosh. Our, <laughs> the owner of the group was a client of ours. I was working at Intake Studios. I was pretty fresh out of college. I had a background in YouTube mm-hmm. videos, loved videos. So I was working at Intake Studios. I was a producer there. We had a local reality TV show, which was on YouTube and then also aired on TV mm-hmm. here in the market. And was coming up with creative ideas for scripts, what would happen behind the scene. And Brandon was a client of ours. And after a little bit of, it was probably a year, year and a half, um, he comes into my office. He goes, hey, how's it going? You're getting a lot of money out of me. Yeah. How about you come and work for me? What? No, I like it here. I went to school for journalism Mm -hmm. and I love film, have a minor in film. And uh, that's kind of a strong ask. Uh, I think you should talk to my boss about that. I don't, you shouldn't come and ask me about that. If I want to come and work for you, that seems rude. Mm -hmm. And then the following Monday I was working for him. 
Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so I fell in, I fell yeah. into the auto business, which most people do. No one really grows up saying, I want to sell cars unless it's, uh, you know, your dad was in or a family mm-hmm. member was in or anything, but, uh, I fell into the auto business 12 years ago and, wow. uh, it's been a wild ride ever since the old Eddie's Toyota building. I don't know if you remember that it was, Mm-mm. it's just crazy <laughs> over the past few years, how much just doubled up, doubled up new buildings, new here, California, this mm-hmm. and that. Yeah. So did you start out as being his CMO or did you start? No. I was like, did you just go right into it or what? I got hired on for uh, YouTube and social media. And oh, okay. so he really believed in the power of social media from the get go. And that was mm-hmm. my sole job was just to do social media and um, come up with cool concepts, ideas, engaging the salespeople, telling their story, humanizing them. You know, they're mm-hmm. out there selling a product. You know, the product, you're there to buy the product. You like mm-hmm. the Toyota or whatever it may be. Yeah. But Really, there's um, consumers are conditioned in the auto business to come in and want to negotiate and fight. And you're the slick back, greasy hair, gold chain wearing guy. (laughs) And you're going to pull a quick one on me. And so these salesmen have kids that play t-ball with your kids that work from sun up to sun down, providing a living for their family. They grew up here in this community like you did, mm-hmm. you know, humanizing them, telling the story. What's their why? Why are they doing this? How'd they get in the business? How are they relatable to someone? How can we make friends with the community mm-hmm. through them to and then earn their business in the future? Yeah. Yeah. So I started doing that. And then one day, like six months into it, go to a meeting and got a promotion after that with all the general managers to handle all the marketing instead of just the social media and just been one lily pad <laughs> hop, hop, just hop, keep hop growing from, from there, from the next taking on asking for more responsibility. Mm-hmm. What can I do here? How can I help solving problems? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And so you do a lot more than just like digital marketing too, then it's just anything you can really think of. Yes. Whether it's AI, um, link trees in the back of a CRM, if then, then this Mm -hmm. follow up of how (laughs) uh, softwares respond to a consumer's needs. Uh, Haven't reached out in 30 days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Rules (laughs) Um, following into call lists or texting lists, campaign lists, uh, previous ownership. If there's a new model that comes out, like the Avalon, is sunsetting, but the new Toyota Crown's coming out, you know, pulling all of that data from past users, drivers of Avalon and mm-hmm. remarketing them. Uh, the The list goes on and on. How can I help the businesses succeed and yep. what can I do today to sell a car or mm-hmm. help the business grow? So you don't have a background or because you said you went to school for like journalism and stuff. Mm-hmm. When did you start learning all of that kind of back in retargeting if, you know, consumer um, behavior and stuff to be able to start really dialing in on that. So the auto business has NADA and digital dealer um, conferences. And so uh, my boss just started sending me to these conferences. And then um, locally, you also get bombarded every day by salespeople. And in Mm -hmm. the automobile industry, there's a lot of technology and not all of the vendors are even remotely local or regional, you know, Mm -hmm. it's nationwide in these gigantic corporations like Cox Media, um, Cox Auto, Mm -hmm. uh, multi hundreds of millions, if not billion dollar businesses are running the automotive up there with medical. I mean, it's a very 
high revenue business. Mm -hmm. And so we have accessibility to all these really cool technologies. Seven, eight years ago, I remember, oh, put this pixel on the back end of the website. And I can tell you before they even submit a lead, Mm -hmm. uh, they open this email (laughs) and now they're looking at this, 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 which is super scary to all consumers listening. But when it comes to marketing, uh, We have that data. Yeah. Yeah. I I sent them an email. They opened it. They started out on a Tundra. Now they're over here on a Tacoma. And then they jumped over to a Wrangler. But I can see all that behavior on the back end of the website without them ever even Mm -hmm. submitting a lead. Yep. Pretty cool. Yeah. We don't call them and say, hey, I saw you jump from a Tundra to Tacoma to a Wrangler (laughs) or whatever it may be. But we know they're shopping and their interest. (laughs) And so over the years... All the technology and it changes so rapidly, but going to these conferences and then working with our vendors and, and asking questions, you know, I'm just, I'm not, I'm, I'm learning. Mm-hmm. I'm, I want to hear what is new and what people gets people excited on the other side of the table that come to me and are selling or they're out there doing things and with AI or fast advertising or anything, um, just ask a lot of questions and then there's an infinite resource in our hands yep. right here. Oh, I want to learn more about that. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Become a master. Watch a couple of YouTube videos, mm-hmm. look at the back end of coding, whatever it may be yep. and learn more and dive in. Yep. Absolutely. I think that's one thing I've seen too, is like, I see, I think being able to just like quickly see that someone else is doing it really well too. And then just having that resource at the palm of your hands to be like, Hey, I've heard about this thing that you're doing. I want to connect with you to be able to do it really, really well instead of me trying to figure it out on YouTube and just watch a bunch of videos. That's one thing that I think really has helped me change a lot of the marketing that we do is like me not trying to be the master at it all, but just knowing that we need to be doing that and then having someone else figure out how to solve that problem, mm-hmm. which is definitely helpful. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, had a mentor probably five years ago say to me, if you really like someone and what they're doing, just ask, ask for a coffee. And if they don't give it to you and they're too busy, mm-hmm. ask again, <laughs> if you yeah. really want to get to know them, you know, don't take no for an answer. Yeah. And, and you'd be surprised how many people are willing to give that hand up and lift you up or, mm-hmm. or share or talk, or, you know, maybe it's a cocktail after work and yep. anything like people really want to connect. It's an innate mm-hmm. thing. Yep. Uh, let me help you. And yeah. I want to see you soar too. <laughs> yep, Exactly. So do you think it would be, uh, I always like to ask this question to marketers, like, do you think building an audience and then trying to market to them is harder than just already having an audience and then being able to market to them? You have an audience, whether you know it or not, like you Mm -hmm. don't need to build an audience. There's an audience there. It's already out there. I I guess maybe you do build an audience, but my definition of an audience is, Mm -hmm. okay, there's a problem. Here's the solution. Connect the solution with the people with the problem. And Mm -hmm. that's marketing. Yep. Um, Absolutely. So they're out there. You just have to learn how to find them or where where they're at and uh, solve their problem. Mm-hmm. I love it. I like that. <laughs> Marketing and advertising. You wake up yeah. every day and you're like, okay, someone needs a new toothbrush or someone needs mm-hmm. this or that. Find the audience that needs that. Yeah, absolutely. I like that a lot. Um, so one of the things that you mentioned you kind of want to chat about was how you manage uh, marketing ROIs. It's really in the weeds, but for people that are in marketing and advertising, we've gone through this shift to GA4. Now, I'm in Google Analytics all the time. Mm -hmm. And so doing secondary (laughs) page pass of traffic referrals and audiences and time on site and your cohort reports, we could 
get really nerdy and geek out and dive into that. Um, Mm -hmm. But as a client comes to you or our general managers come to me, they say, well, how do I really know that this is working? (laughs) How do you do that? There are cool things out there like Google UTM codes where you can Mm -hmm. put the source and the medium and you can have different creatives that are out there in the market. We A-B test a lot of things when we're, especially when we're trying something new or we're doing Mm -hmm. a display ad or a Facebook ad and, you know, a red car gets a lot more clicks than a white car. Yep. (laughs) A red button and a green button get a lot more clicks than a white button or anything. Mm -hmm. And so there's just really cool things out there available for marketers to use Google UTM codes and see, okay, the email blast with the red button did this or um, red car versus white car, different ways to track things. Mm -hmm. And then it's how much time did they stay on the site? Did they come back? How many pages did they go to? Did they submit a lead? Did they make a phone call? Mm Mm-hmm. You can track all of that. Yep. And then you have all that, because I'm guessing you guys aren't looking at every single person that's doing that. You have the information that's being gathered, and then you have the AIs being able to segment them and be able to put them in certain places if they if they do so much activity. Yeah, a lot of softwares out there do that, mm-hmm. but our CRM is just great to go in and put filters on, pull the data, yep. remarket that way, send out mm-hmm. uh, customized personal blast with different uh variable template filters in there like make and model dropping that in Mm -hmm. and sending it to them i mean marketing's crazy Mm -hmm. where's it going to be in i would i was gonna say five or ten years but it's like two years or it's a year from now you know with ai and this new revolution of uh graphic design with ai Mm -hmm. videos (laughs) with ai movies in hollywood with ai yep yeah, I saw a, uh, a podcast with Post Malone, and he was talking about someone did an AI song of him, and he was like, it was pretty good. <laughs> I thought it was me, yeah. probably. He's yeah. like, it was pretty good. I, I really He's enjoyed it. <laughs> probably thinking, did I play too much beer pong that night? Yeah. Was that me? Who, whose no. song is that? <laughs> yeah. Tom Hanks. I mean, he's uh, going to bat for himself right now because a dental company is out there, and they produced a video using AI, and it looks just like him. Really? And. There's going to be a big lawsuit on -hmm. it because they're out there making money off of his brand and likeness and image, and Mm -hmm. they didn't ask for his approval, and they just had AI complete it and looked just like him talking. Yeah, I think people aren't understanding that side of it, especially with, like, ChatGPT and stuff of, like, it's still plagiarism. Like, that information, the reason it has the information is because it was loaded with the information. Just because you're not reading that news article or that book it's still reading it for you. Mm-hmm. And I think people forget that a lot. Yeah, 20% of chat GBT is not accurate right now. It's, yeah, it's fine like tuned. <laughs> it's very, right. Yeah, yeah. I used to get the cliff notes off of Wikipedia mm-hmm. or anything. Yeah. Uh, 20%. You still have to read it. You still have to fact, fact check it. But if uh, we have a, a really cool older model vehicle and it's not moving, I'll go in and I'll customize the descriptions on a landing page. We call it vehicle details page on our website. Mm-hmm. And so we have an 86 Land Rover um, Defender, and we've had it for a while, and it has all these extra add-ons of Lamborghini interior and roof rack, and customized to the nines. Um, and going, what was it well known for? What uh, records did it break? What badges of honor does it have out there? What are the mm-hmm. cool things that may take us hours to research? Well, you can have in the palm of your hands, yeah. right there, and see the accolades of a vehicle and safety awards and benefits really quickly. So I think cool. it's 
good to get the overview or highlight or yeah. research if you know how to ask it the right questions yeah. right off the bat. Absolutely. I love that side of it, especially just for like brainstorming. I feel like you can just get through a lot more like a brainstorming session and like creativity pretty quickly because it just like instantly has all these awesome ideas kind of at the palm of your hands. Yeah. What do people want? What mm-hmm. do most consumers search for when they're searching for me or yeah. anything? Absolutely. I'm excited to see <clears throat> where, how quick it will get better. Yeah. I feel yeah. like it's going to rapidly get better. I mean, I'm excited to see it. What do you think being a teacher now? And how do you know it's not created by a bot and it's actually an individual or a student? Yeah. I was actually talking to, I think it was Troy Tabor who he works at WSU for like the entrepreneur school. Um, but he was telling me that a lot of teachers have programs out there now that's already rolling out to be able to put in things to be able to tell you if it came from chat GPT. There you go. That it's already helping solve that yeah. problem. Use your brain. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> don't take the easy way out. You're going to be an entre- entrepreneur if you do that. Yeah. Take the shortcut. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> but, so you said something about uh, you'll have these GMs come to you and ask you, you know, how is this working? And I feel like I'm kind of curious to know your thoughts on this of brand versus kind of one click conversions. Because I feel like it used to be back in the day, especially with social media and stuff, everything was so new that you could really just get a good ad out there and you're probably going to get a good conversion. But now I feel like branding is kind of taking over and that you really need to have a strong brand and do everything well for it to kind of all work together. What are your thoughts on that? Oh my gosh, yes. I love (laughs) multifaceted approaches because you have top of the funnel and you have bottom of the funnel. Mm -hmm. You have directional billboards. You have top of mind billboards. You have urgent call to actions. You have... Um, just depends where your consumer's at in the buying cycle and how long mm-hmm. that buying cycle is. Is it 30, 60, 90 days or is it five minutes? I'm thirsty right now or it's hot out and I want a popsicle, you know, mm-hmm. just depends what that consumer looks like and their behavior. And so, um, top of mind branding impressions, getting your message out there. Sure. That's good for long tail ROI things, long tail search behavior, long tail mm-hmm. consumers. If someone only buys this products every so long, that can be good, but it can also be good for like Budweiser and yeah. Coca-Cola and Pepsi. You know, you see those things. It, it just depends who the target audience is. Mm-hmm. I feel on all the different layers. And if you're e-commerce business, well, one click away, <laughs> that's fun all day. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> Retarget. Yeah. Yep. So how do you explain that to the GMs and stuff, whenever they're coming to you and asking, hey, is this working or, you know, is this specific ad working or is it, do you just kind of say, you know, we can prove that they came in on the website over here and they bought the car here or, you know, what's the kind of the bigger conversation there about how it all kind of works together? Yeah. Um, cost per thousand, cost per click, cost per conversion, cost per sold, cost per lead. I break down all of those things Mm -hmm. for the general managers. So if you're in a, if it's a top funnel approach Mm -hmm. target, you just want to saturate that maybe cost per thousand is more relevant to you. And Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, with outdoor billboards, you can get a dollar to $2,000 per thousand people that you target. But then you may uh, call a local broadcast station and their display network. And it's $45 per thousand of display network. And then on social media, it's $17, you know, Mm -hmm. it just depends there. And then 
when like we have cars.com, auto trader, Edmonds, car gurus, these are all third party listing providers mm-hmm. of vehicles. When people go out there to shop that they look elsewhere instead of just on our website and then they get a backlink to our website yeah. that then clicks over and we, once we get them to our website, usually they stay there and then convert. But how do I measure the ROI from all of those third party vendors? Well, we track the number of qualified searches in the market for that specific rooftop. Mm-hmm. How many people are seeing my vehicles on this website? Okay. How many are coming over and spending quality time on that website mm-hmm. of my vehicle? How many people are calling off of there? How many people are clicking over with that referral backlink to our website? Mm-hmm. And then what are they doing after that referral on our website and how valuable is that traffic here? So mm-hmm. say if you don't look at the whole picture, mm-hmm. so you just have a GM that's like, I only got five phone calls <laughs> off of that and there are only three leads in my CRM, cut them, kick them to the curb, they're out of here, they're not working, I don't want to use that anymore. <laughs> Absolutely, sir, I will do that. Let's go get some more data just to make sure we have the whole picture and then once you match it up with Google Analytics, you'll see, oh my gosh, there are 600 people coming over and the attribution is on our website. Yeah. Instead of on that third party website. So we really dive into everything with Google AdWords campaigns. You mm-hmm. know, it may be a lot more expensive to conquest someone else's name. Mm-hmm. Maybe even more expensive if you, you go out and radius a little bit mm-hmm. to another market to try and get those consumers in here. During COVID, there was a lot of uh, inventory supply restrictions. Mm -hmm. And so we may have had something that other markets didn't. Yeah. And so if someone was being pushed off at another market, well, they could come to us and we would have it because we had that inventory in stock. Mm -hmm. Um, But holistic approach of depending on what medium it is, how much it costs, what's the cost per lead, what's the cost per conversion, how much qualified traffic is on the site, are they coming back after they leave? Um, There's just lots of data there. And then I can put it in front of them. And if they make a decision that I, it's always their decision. Mm -hmm. They make a decision that I'm not passionate about or I don't agree with based on the numbers. And I didn't do a good job of explaining the numbers. Mm -hmm. So I need to provide them with more data. Yeah. Dive in a little bit. And if they're like, oh, I'm just not making any gross off of these customers or it costs me more here than it does to sell the car. Mm -hmm. You know, they're paying $5,000 a month. They sell two cars off of it and they're only making $500 a car. Well, that's not a good investment there and I get it. Okay, let's reinvest this money somewhere else. It makes more sense to you. Yeah, absolutely. No, I like that a lot. So if you, uh, I always like to ask people that because I just, I was on the podcast with another marketer that did, have you heard of the Lions Not Sheep brand? No, but I I love it. Sounds like I... (laughs) I need to know them. Yeah, if you hear, like, the line's not sheep, and uh, Sean, it's, like, a very, um, I guess it's kind of what it sounds like with the brand. It's very, like, pro-America, very patriotic-type brand. Um, well, his, I had his CMO on, and I think they spend, I forgot what he said, millions a year in advertising, and I always mm-hmm. ask them, I'm like, so you have all this money to spend in advertising. You have a really good audience to spend that money on. If you had to scale back, and it was cool because he is starting a brand-new a company from scratch and I think he invested like 10 grand into it initially. So my question is is like if you only had 10 grand to spend on a new company that was launching, what would you put like what what do you think the most important part of that brand would be? What kind of company is it? It's e-commerce. I, I mean, you do backlink clicks all day or yeah. uh social media partnerships and getting out there 
with people that have that audience already established and, you know, get your conversions, get more money and then Mm -hmm. work on your brand, but stack your bills first and get it converting quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, if it's, you know, local and no one knows you're doing this, well, you have to tell people that you're doing it in order for them to know. And so Mm -hmm. get connected with your community, get the word out there, go places, shake hands, Mm-hmm. Let people know, hey, I'm now selling windows and siding in our community. I know you didn't know that, but now I'm here and you got to put it out there. And that's the mm-hmm. thing about a lot of business owners that are so scared with social media. They haven't even taken the step to ask <laughs> for people's business. Yep. Of, well, I want to invest all of this money here, here and here. But their neighbor doesn't even know that they're doing it or their mm-hmm. high school class doesn't even know that they're doing it or, you know, their community, their friends, like this is a new endeavor. Do you believe in it? Okay, you believe in it. You're putting mm-hmm. your heart and soul and effort into this. Well, spread the word. I just yeah. opened this business. <laughs> Here, people want to do business with people they like. You have yeah. a lot of people that like you, right? Mm-hmm. Go out there and let people know. And so $10,000, it just depends what business it is. Is it a coffee shop? Is it this? You know, finding where the audience is that it converts. Is it online? Is it a hot dog stand on the corner? You know, mm-hmm. get some loud lights going and a musician out there and create a buzz and i just like that i like what you said about just you have to ask for people's business eventually um or in general because i feel like that's a lot of especially clients that i work with that have never done facebook ads before and they're starting to get leads in and you know we'll we'll set them up on a text campaign but i'm like well did you call them and i'm like well no i'm only gonna text them and i'm like what i'm like you eventually will need to get on the phone with someone and say, I do this and I need to, I, do you want my business? Will you work with me? Because I'm telling you, eventually people will stay, like they will say yes. But people <sighs> are like, no, I just thought if we texted them, they would answer. <laughs> I'm like, no, no. It's not how this works. I mean, text is convenient <laughs> and it's non-confrontational. And mm-hmm. uh, why are so, people, so many people are scared to get on the phone? But when mm-hmm. we get new businesses that we take care of and do their marketing and advertising for, and I call their store and it's, Ring, ring, ring. You're like, do you even want their money? Answer the phone, please. Oh my gosh. If you're going to be spending money on marketing and advertising, have someone there to answer your phone or a voicemail. Mm -hmm. Do you check your caller ID if you're a small business the next day and see all the opportunities you missed after night? Do those go to a voicemail? Okay. How many people do leave a voicemail? Not very many. Eight out of 10 don't. So call them back. They're busy calling the next five. Who's going to ask for that business? You had eight opportunities there that you may not get back unless you follow up with them. Pick Mm -hmm. up the phone, send them a text, (laughs) then send them an email, then jump on their Facebook if they still don't answer, then they're LinkedIn. Yeah, there's so many different ways, but the phone. Oh, that just gets me fired up (laughs) for sure. Well, it's because I've had people even tell me like, well, I'm not a car salesman or I'm not a realtor. And I was like, I feel like that's a good compliment to those industries that they actually do follow up with their people. And I know whenever I was doing this stuff for the uh, real estate company with a lot of the realtors, it'd be like, well, how many dials did you do today? And they're like, none. I don't want to call people. I just want to text people or post on Facebook. And I'm like, posting on Facebook is great. And this is like what I even tell people. Like I, I do social media and stuff. I'm like, that is the start but once people start get like we want their information, right? That's the whole goal is to get their information, whether it's actual physical information or metadata, so we can sell to them. And so whenever I had I had someone that I would I run Facebook ads. Whenever I first did it, I spent like 
I know I spent like two grand a month just running some ads. And for the first like two or three months, I didn't get any good leads. They were all pretty rough, a lot of bots and stuff. And then I was dialing in my my call to actions and my graphics and stuff. And it really started to kick off. And that's kind of how I explained to people is like whenever you're running leads, you might do it for 60 days, 90 days, or whatever it is. And then your leads will start really becoming better. And then that that campaign can last a lot longer. Once you find that win, that that campaign might last a year or two, you know, and then be able to start making phone calls off of it. But I was like, say I got a hundred leads in. I set time in the morning from like 8 to 10 a.m. where I just dial. I'm only calling people, following up with him. And that's me. There's no one else in my company doing that. I'm the salesperson. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. whenever I was talking to, I think it was one of my window companies, I was like, well, who's calling them? Well, if they don't text us back, we don't call them. And I'm like, even if we, if they give us their information on Facebook, you need to have a list in the CRM, whatever you want to use. And now I don't let people not use my CRM. Because everyone has their own stuff and I can integrate in pretty easily. But now I'm like, no, if you come on with us, you have to use our stuff because that's the guarantee that you're going to make leads or make sales. And so I'm like, you need to have somebody calling these people. Like yeah, at the end of the day, you have to create a conversation. conversation. Right now, just over text. Yeah. That'd be boring. <laughs> I wouldn't understand what you're feeling and the yep. passion and everything. So when someone, a salesperson is reaching out just over text and that's easy to ignore, A, or... People are busy. They get distracted. The, the other phone rings. The boss asks for this. Your child screams. News comes on. Whatever mm-hmm. it may be. And they forget about it. And out of sight, out of mind, moving down the road. Yep. But on the phone, overcoming objections. There's not much time to curate a response over email. You can sit mm-hmm. there all day. You can go back and you can actually get to know what is the objection here that I do need to overcome. Is yeah. it price? Is it oh, time? Man. Is it, you know, <laughs> what is it? I love that too. I've, I've told people, I'm like, well, do you do any like training on overcoming objections? They're like, well, if they want it, they're just going to buy it. I'm like, sometimes people don't have all the information to know. Like, this isn't what it always looks like. You're not always just going to have the person that's like, oh, yeah, I want this. Mm-hmm. Like, that's great. But eventually, like, they just need the more information to be able to make the right decision. And so overcoming objections, I don't think is forcing them into a sale. It's just giving them all the information that they want to make sure to make the right decision. Mm-hmm. But too mm-hmm. many people, I feel like, are like, well, if I overcome the objections, they didn't really want it anyway. Like, mm-hmm. This is a sales position. Like this Complacent, is just satisfied, sales. Yeah. <laughs> comfortable. I, yeah. But no, Absolutely. I love that though. That's cool. Um, so being the CMO, I'm sure you hire a bunch of people and you work, you have uh, at your team. What do you kind of look for whenever you're hiring people? I haven't hired anyone for a long time. We have a really got a good, good team. team. <laughs> long, knocking on wood right now. Um, I think it's all about likability, most and coachability, and you know, eager to learn, eager to win. Um, I look for people that are excited, innately competitive, mm-hmm. have that drive. <laughs> but most of all, just good a good person that you want to spend your day with. You don't mm-hmm. want to come into the office and be like, oh gosh, there's Tanya again. She's going <laughs> to have coffee on her shirt and it's going to have ruined her whole day. Mm-hmm. Everyone steer clear of Tanya. She's like just good <laughs> quality people yep. that you enjoy being around, that are excited, that are consistent, reliable, quality, and eager to learn, eager to win. I think winning is huge. Having mm-hmm. you know athletes with that competitive drive and spirit, mm-hmm. um, adaptable, just humble hearts. Um, when we bring 
depending on what the role is, hiring to that role. But when we bring people on, you know, in sales, you overcome a lot of no's. And is someone going to turn around, put their tail between their legs and walk off? Or can they come back and say, okay, all right, I hear what you're saying there. So you have a big bill this month, but next month, you know, Mm -hmm. how do they react to being told no? Mm -hmm. And so sometimes in an interview, Say, hey, Ty, nice to meet you. Okay, we're going to do a little exercise here. We're going to draw a house today. Ask me some questions. Draw a house. What question would you ask? Uh, I don't know. How many windows do you want? Four. Okay, Okay. here's a pen and paper. (laughs) And at the end of it, it it goes through and they come back and they draw this really pretty house. And it's cool. It has a mailbox and a sun above and clouds in the sky. And I'm like, oh, that's not the house I was looking for. And you're like, well, I thought it was really pretty. This stinks. Oh my gosh, what does she want? It's like, ask any questions that you may need. And after like three okay. times, you see how they react and constructive criticism and everything. And it ends up being a, a birdhouse at the end of it. But over like three times going back and forth, what questions do they ask? How comfortable are they overcoming? Like, mm. oh, that's not the house I was looking for. Do they just get more quiet or are they up for the challenge? Do they lean in a little bit? Do they grab mm. a different color? You know, how are they brainstorming through that? And different personalities react different. Mm-hmm. So an accountant may just take their ball and go home, you know, <laughs> in, in, in sales. You know, we may ask you to go out and go fill up a car with a tank of gas and while you're there, shoot a selfie video with someone and see if they can do that and be back in 15 minutes because you may need to make a friend and put yourself out there for social media content in the Mm -hmm. future. Hey, can I interview you real quick? I'm trying to get a job around the corner and I just want to talk to you about something like your car right Mm -hmm. here. What kind of car do you drive and what is most important about it to you? Is it fuel Mm -hmm. efficient or this and that? (laughs) And so then you know, okay, they can... It's a little wild. It's a little zany. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, they come back and we know that when they come and they sit down and they wanted to go on social media, they they have the ability to do it. Yeah. That's awesome. That's really fun. (laughs) Oh, hiring is like you're you're meeting a new best friend. Yeah. You're going to spend more time with them than you do with your family Mm -hmm. for the most part. It's so important, incredibly important to be really, really super picky on who you allow into your team, into your house. That's the truth. Yeah. yeah, I didn't learn it the, the easy way the first yeah. few times. You get some negative Nellies in there and then wipe out the whole ship like a tsunami. Yep. Um, and I still don't have it figured out. You know, it, life's a learning game and just treating people right, getting to know them, what makes them tick, what are they mm-hmm. focused on, what are their goals, what does success look like to them? Mm-hmm. Are they going to be someone that's comfortable? Yeah. I feel like with a lot of those exercises you're talking about, it also helps get past the, like, um, being able to just say the right thing. Because I feel like so many people, you can just, like, look at their social media or look at kind of how they post or how they treat treat others whenever they're walking around. But then you can really see what their work ethic and stuff is like once you've started working with them. But those exercises, it's almost like you can really get in um, and kind of learn who they are before they even get started. I recently took a DISC test. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. What were you? Fun. Uh, high I, yep. yeah. I'm a high eye with, uh, what is it? Like a little bit of driver S and, oh. a, and a little bit a, it like, cause I did one for like work and one for home. And mm-hmm. I guess at home I have like more of a D personality. Um, and then at work I'm like a, 
mainly I with a little bit of DNS, and then my C is not super high. <laughs> Believe it or not. <laughs> Off the charts on D, like bullheaded. Really? Unbelievable. High I, too. But then I get home at the end of the day. I'm like, sure, whatever goes. Whatever. Really? Yeah, okay. We're going to have pancakes for dinner. I do not care. <laughs> I mean, let's just have fun. Yeah. Walk in the door, put the phone down, have fun. That's funny. Sure. Yeah, because whenever apparently whenever I'm at home, I'm more of like a... I just like things like I don't get home and just kick my shoes wherever I put them where I where they go. Yeah. And like um, the person that was doing the test and stuff, he was like, I can. And he was even more like trained in it and stuff. And he was like going over it with me. And he, he was like telling me exactly what my personality was. And it <laughs> was like, uh? I met the guy that day and it was the weirdest like exercise I've ever been through just for someone to be like, yeah, whenever you're at work, this is kind of how you are. And as a boss, this is kind of how you are. But Whenever you get home, this is exactly what you are. You can, and you're really easygoing, and you're pretty, you're pretty relaxed. But whenever you have, you have a, a moment, you have a line in the sand, and once that line's crossed, your patience is at absolute zero. And I'm like, that's exactly who I am. Wow. Like I'm a very just like pretty relaxed. Don't really get amped up too easily. But it's like whenever I have my line in the sand, like if people like want to ask questions like how to get something done as a team and stuff, I'm super relaxed and chill. But if they want to like keep pushing it and like or if they get rude or disrespectful or something like that my patience just drops and Uh i'm just like let's just do it let's just get it done and he was telling me that i'm like this is weird do you have cameras (laughs) somewhere are you tapped into my house like how did did you look at my social media (laughs) (laughs) and there was like 30 of us in this class and then uh there was just like five of us that he pulled off and like went over our um test with us that's cool so yeah. you got behind special treatment and yeah well he was like there's just apparently there was he the way he did it was like i just know you like i can tell your guys' charts really well and i just want to talk to you guys outside of this and i was like okay i guess i'm one of the people but it was cool i just think it's awesome how you can just take a test that's like asking you really vague questions and then someone can just tell you exactly who you are Eerie, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like horoscopes when someone's like, "Oh, you're a Gemini." I'm mm-hmm. like, "Well, I, I guess yeah. I don't know," but <laughs> I find a, a lot of those um, long questionnaires come back, and I'm like, yeah, I see that. I see a little bit of that. Yeah, I, I believe in it. But as you, as I've grown older, I feel like. Some of those traits are changing in different chapters. And, mm-hmm. you know, when I was younger, it's just sun up to sun down, burn at both <laughs> ends, glorified not sleeping. Hustle I culture. Mean, woo! Hustle, hustle, hustle. Yes, editing videos until 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, being at my desk at 8.30 the next day, socializing, all of that, and just different chapters. Now what it's like, 12 hours of sleep minimum? <laughs> I wish that would be, I would look a whole lot cuter today. Uh, my daughter, she's been this week. She's just like ready to hear the rooster crow five 30. Let's go party time. And oh, man. it's good though. It's <laughs> mm-hmm. fun time in the morning before she goes to school and everything. But yeah. yeah, I value sleep more than I ever have. When I turned 31. That's when the transition it, happened. Yeah was like, oh, no, I really need this. I don't Mm -hmm. know what I was thinking. How much more productive could I have been if I did get better quality (laughs) of sleep in my 20s? I don't know. It's kind of a (laughs) catch-22. It's networking like crazy, Mm -hmm. being just pumping out the content, doing everything. But different chapters, different skills get highlighted, and you learn other things that help you navigate life. I 
look back at some of those times, I was like, oh, I wasn't very efficient mm-hmm. with that. But did I think I was? Yeah, I was waking up, you know, yep. working all day and into the night. Mm-hmm. Just wasn't doing the right stuff. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like one of the things that I do um, is I'll just get stuck on a project and I'll just work on it for way too long. And it's not even a project that's going to make me money or do anything for my business right then. It's like, a, it's like a bigger one. But I'm like really into it for like three or four hours. And so then my days turn into 12, 16 hours because then I need to get all the stuff that is going, that needs to get done. And then I realize that's one of my biggest problems. <laughs> so are you most passionate about those projects or is it your commitment to your client of wanting to make the best of that, even though maybe it's a smaller budgeted project or is it more uh, fun to you you know it typically the stuff because i used to really love fulfillment like being the one that's like gonna go out and do all the content and edit all the content and post all the content and now like my what i like the most is the sales side of it and the like team building side of it putting people in places where they can thrive and be better at it than i could ever be and that that's what they're really good at because I used to just be like, I'm the one man band. I can do all of this. I can I can go on YouTube. I can figure out how to do it. My brain still works that way. And like, you can do that, it, yeah, right? If there's something out there, but it's like I'll never become the master of it. And so I've really found that if you just put someone in the place of like that's what they really want to be good at, then your product and what it actually looks like goes through the roof, you know. And so I'm still trying to figure out how to get out of fulfillment completely. I don't know if I'll ever be there to where like I'm not going and shooting the content because it's like, oh, well, I can. I mean, obviously, being a videographer and photographer is my background. That's where like, I, I really like. But b- getting almost out of that and figuring out how to build a company and not work in the company is what I'm trying to do. But obviously, Wild Wolf, we just hit our one year of this company of doing the rebrand and all that, which is awesome. Yeah, majority <laughs> of businesses don't make so, it a year. Yeah, I'm not a statistic. Yeah, <laughs> congrats. So. Um, but then figuring out just kind of what the bigger picture looks like, because I feel like whenever I was doing my stuff beforehand, when I was a one man band, I never really had a five year or 10 year plan. It was like, get as many clients, shoot content, do whatever. But there was never really a bigger picture there. And now I feel like there's a bigger picture of, do I want to build this thing so I can sell it? Do I, you know, how, what does it actually look like long term, whatever it is. And so doing that is really fun, but kind of being the guy sitting behind a computer editing for Three to four hours is not my thing anymore. Doesn't which bring you joy. Nope. Doesn't meet your goals. Yep. Your version of success. And then doing, you know, my clothing brand 24 attire, which is like what this is, the podcast is kind of for and just talking to people. I really enjoy that. Bad day to be a beer. Yep, exactly. <laughs> I love that shirt. <laughs> it's so fun. So uh, um, doing that and then just being able to connect with people on like the podcast and stuff, this is really what's in, I really enjoy doing this, but obviously that doesn't move the needle in my marketing business which is what kind of funds and pays for everything that i want mm-hmm. to do yeah because that's where so it's a double-edged sword i guess it's an investment to connect with more people and more people talking about you and i am no way shape <laughs> or form enjoy being here like <laughs> i've been sweating all day didn't know that this is going to be on camera don't look my cutest but that's okay um but you're you're making a, a connection, and I don't know how many people I told about that. Oh my gosh, I gotta go do this later today. It's gonna be so weird talking about myself instead mm-hmm. of the businesses or a car. Or it's not curated content. It's just 
on a whim. Where's it going to go? Yep. <laughs> but thanks for having me. Pushing out yeah. of my comfort zone. Absolutely. I'm, ha- new. I'm happy that you're on it. Yeah. I still remember... I feel like I've asked you to be on camera before for Eddie's stuff and you were like, no, I don't really want to do that. And I think like a year or two later, then I saw you with your red blazer on, <laughs> the, the leader that of Eddie. Of to- yeah, of Toyota. Yeah, we had a general manager come in from uh, Atlanta, Georgia, and he goes, you're going to be the face of Eddie's. And I was like, you should ask my boss. You're not the boss. And then the next week I was the face of Eddie's. <laughs> All right, sign me up. I am. Here we go. If you think it will help, I'll give it my all and we'll see. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of stuck in my career. Uh, yeah, that, that just happened. It seems like yesterday. Mm-hmm. But it's probably been five years, six years ago that wow. started <laughs> being in the TV commercials. And so many people asked me, oh, man, that must be a really cush job. So you like shoot a TV commercial and mm. then that's your job for the month? Like, you just show up, look pretty, and read the camera. Like, well, here's a little bit more to it than that. But thanks. I'm glad you saw them and you like them and it's fun. Mm -hmm. People see them and they remember them. And it was definitely a shift in uh, how I felt about my job of doing that. Because I didn't like the way that people were coming at me. And Mm -hmm. it was a compliment when they came to me and they meant good. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you're doing the commercials, but it really just on the inside diminished everything that I felt was moving the businesses forward. Yep. And actually helping with the bottom line. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the nitty gritty stuff on the back end. Yep. It's been fun. Yeah. So back in those early days of doing social media, no, I want to be behind the camera. When I went to school, I actually wanted to be a news anchor. And the first job that I applied for here in Wichita was to be, uh, you, do you remember or the where Shane segment with KWCH mm-hmm. there's where Shane and I went in before he got hired to this market and they were looking for a host of it. It's like, I really want that job. I've had this YouTube show <laughs> for several years now. I think that would be so much fun. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get the job. Mm-hmm. And then I, called them back. I said, are you sure? I really <laughs> want it. No, I'm sorry. We hired Miss Kansas for mm-hmm. the job and she got it and she's no longer working there. And then it turned into where Shane and, um, it's funny like how your life unfolds and maybe you do get a rejection and you jump from one thing mm-hmm. to another, you know, two, five, four, wasn't that long ago. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> The wild wolf is here and it's just that pivot and jump and what excites you and where are we going next? You talk to a lot of entrepreneurs and what drives them. They have 18 things going on, 25 things going on. You can do it all if it's inside of you and you're Mm -hmm. insatiable and you don't want to (laughs) do just one thing. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. It's crazy. (laughs) To look back five years ago and, Mm -hmm. and think how much has changed in that. Short period of time. Where do you see yourself in five years? Um, I don't know. I mean, I have an idea, but I don't really know. I, I want to see, um, I want to have a really good team with Wild Wolf. I want to figure out our legion. I also want to figure out what our offer really is because I'm all over the place. Because whenever we first did it, I really wanted to. So like when it comes to Wild Wolf Digital Marketing, we have a different array of services that we offer. And so we have some people that were just like, just doing a service 
That's the whole transaction. We run Facebook ads, you're the Facebook ads client, and that's it. And we don't really talk to them a whole bunch. They're integrated with our system, but we get them leads, they make money, and then that's pretty much it. Like they kind of know us for that. And then obviously we have more personal connection with other clients that we do things with. Um, but then I have a package where I'm like the CMO, like a fractional CMO for like Supplement Giant. And so I do everything for them. We built their transformation challenge where basically people sign up for a challenge. If you win the challenge, you get $1,000 cash. I built the funnel for it. I built the whole, um, you know, with them, obviously, on like what the standards to join in and stuff. We did their sponsored athlete program. I built that from to turn into actually something. They've had people that they give free shirts to here and there, and they've mm -hmm. had a good program. But, I mean, Supplement Giant's been around since the 90s, 1990 exactly. And so to be able to come into a company that's been around longer than I've been alive and help them grow and really turn their athlete program into something, figure out, okay, we're doing a Black Friday sale. What are we going to do? You know, what are our margins on these supplements to make the most money over here? And um, I help them with their embrace the pain, taking their merch from just saying supplement giant on it to actually have a meeting behind it. And that stuff has taken off. I've along, seen that. It does look really cool. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> along with just posting on Facebook, doing email campaigns, texting campaigns and all that stuff. Like I do everything for them. And I realized that brings me the most joy being able to get clients. And then I started thinking, well, what if Wild Wolf is just like we had five really awesome clients Instead of trying to get, because my number was trying to get 25 uh, other clients just on that kind of service base was the goal. Because that's a company that's sellable, right? You get someone in that has a Facebook ad campaign, you get them in on a contract, you get 25 of those. Someone else that wants to consume that, then they then you can just sell a company. And that was kind of my idea with restructuring Wild Wolf was to turn it into something that could have maybe eventually be sold or be a, I don't know, real company, I guess, is kind of what my thought was. But then doing stuff with Supplement Giant, I'm like, this is what really is fun like this is really cool and then you know the restaurants that we do stuff for and all that that's where i'm like well maybe i'm shifting maybe i just want to have five really fun clients like that and then have some other ones that come in and out but i guess that's kind of where i need to figure out over the next five years of what it really looks like so yeah, you can do it all you can yeah. do both you can say all right pivot here's my lily pad mm -hmm. whatever brings you joy i think it's so crazy to think 10 years ago, what success looked like to me and now and five years from now and all the different things ahead. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So what does your normal day look like? I always like to ask people that because obviously the name of the show is, you know, what do you do? What do you do with your 24, <laughs> which is like the proverbial, like bigger picture. Well, 530 but. this morning, <laughs> my baby monitor went off and I hear mama. <laughs> Mama, she wakes up. My daughter's name is Faye. She's almost two. Um, she'll be two on Thanksgiving. We uh, just started out. I went downstairs. My feet hit the ground. She take her out of her sleep sack and go down and get her started with some milk for the you day. Say sleep I, sack? Uh huh. Yeah, it helps her from scaling the side of the crib. Oh, <laughs> it's, okay. it's like a. It, what what in my head i was like i i literally imagined like a, a sack hanging from the ground like this she's not this a guy. bat no, yeah that's okay. what I, I was like okay it, no her, it's like a blanket it's like a sleeping bag with holes in it and okay um, yeah, but it just like covers the crib and otherwise she'll kick off the blanket and then she'll be freezing mm. at night and okay yeah, it keeps her nice and get her thirsty. out of the sack yeah I, I get her milk i make my coffee and then we go back up and start getting ready for the day um and you know, get to the office about eight o'clock, drop her off at school on the way there, and then it's 
quiet time. It's my favorite time of the morning. Ah, the hustle <laughs> and the bustle of the dealerships hasn't started. I can mm-hmm. chip away at my emails, look at my calendar. All right, here's you know a couple of meetings. I have my hit list from the night before. Mm-hmm. The things that I need to get done today when I leave, I may I write down a list constantly, or I'll print out yeah. a new list. And my calendar, I live by my calendar. If it's I, I mean to freakish. Point. If it's not in there, I have to schedule sometimes lunch, sometimes mm-hmm. fun <laughs> with my team. Yeah. I forget about it. Just go, 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 drive, drive, drive. Um, and every Friday, I sit down with my team and we have lunch. We drive oh, before here. Great. We had Yokohama. It's a little chilly out. It was delicious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, so going to the office, and this morning a GM came to me uh, about, okay, I. I need this campaign live by Tuesday. Can we get it going? It's Friday. All right, let's make it happen. Mm -hmm. Graphic design. (laughs) Let's make sure the disclaimers are there. Let's get the ad buys placed. I mean, we pivot and turn on a dime. If something's not working, that gets turned off. We turn it on over here. Um, Things like that. Uh, Sending out ad campaigns. A lot of things are scheduled. But if a GM wants something right now, right here, we jump and say how high. Okay, that's awesome. (laughs) And go. And then this afternoon, I'm here on a Friday in the afternoon. I don't like to leave the office. I don't like to Mm -hmm. (laughs) leave hardly at all. But it's cool to be downtown Wichita. It's nice to get out during the day and see the world. Not just an office. Yeah. (laughs) That's a a big part of, um, I, I feel like, protecting your productivity is not allowing people to take you away from things. Like a lot of people spend a lot of time in a car driving around to and from meetings. Mm-hmm. And then where did half their day go? Oh know? yeah. I love Google meets. Yeah. Those are my favorite things. I've also like structured my schedule now to where it's like eight to 12. It's almost impossible to get me. Cause it's like, I have like actual inside my business work being done. I have sales being done. And then after that, it's kind of like open, you know, I'll take on new client meetings or anything like that. But I've realized that like, Focusing on just what needs to get done in the morning is so helpful. And then not driving anywhere like what you said. Especially yeah. in Wichita, every drive is 20 minutes. Yeah, which we're really <laughs> fortunate for that. Yeah. Absolutely. We have a great quality of commute rather than Los Angeles or Reseda to Ventura. We have two dealerships out there. It's like it could be 45 <laughs> minutes or it could be an hour and a half. You yep. just don't know. We are so fortunate to have the quality of commute and traffic here in Wichita, but staying put at the office behind the computer where the magic happens is one of my non-negotiables yeah. of that's awesome. takes a lot to get out mm. of the office to <laughs> go and get a meal or leave or anything. I just don't feel like it's the best use of my time mm-hmm. during a day. So in 24, I just live, live off my calendar. And then tonight when I get home, I won't pick up my phone hardly until lay it down, spend quality time with my husband, have, cook dinner, talk about our days, That's play great. with our daughter, and then bath time, bed, and then us time. She goes to sleep about 8 o'clock and then nice. catch up in the evenings, do a little Instagram, yep. Facebook, <laughs> catch up, see what that Queen Bee uh, yep. campaign is doing. <laughs> we... I've been checking that a lot at night or writing thank you cards. Um, we've had so many tra- tremendous partners here in the community. Uh, Building Control Supplies was a huge one. Eddie's Toyota was a huge one. Miracle Signs. 
sa- Saber Wealth Management. Mm-hmm. They're really good. I mean, just so many awesome people right here in the community. Commercial lawn management, giving back to things that don't benefit them. Yeah, that's great. I'm really happy. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, what what keeps you motivated? Oh man, it's my desires, my joy, what motivates me. Um, I it's just innate, like wake up with fire and want to do better. And <laughs> like it, it, it could be a double edged sword though, because there's imposter syndrome out there. Like, oh, oh my gosh, you're not that good at this. You got to get better. Mm-hmm. And uh, what motivates me is being happy. And how am I happy? Like the, your mm-hmm. version of success. Well, sure, life's a lot more joyful if you have money for certain things yeah. <laughs> and um what motivates me is being happy experiencing joy quality relationships in life having health uh i'm motivated by money certainly but i'm also motivated just by good times mm-hmm. good people yeah. good things you know and <laughs> having fun and saying hearing someone say oh that can't be done. I'm like, watch. Let's, if I don't do it or someone tells me no, if we can't do it now, I want to figure out a way to do it or yep. help you achieve whatever this is. Solving problems that are really hard that other people say that can't be done. Mm-hmm. That really excites me. Yeah. <laughs> so like, like we're going to figure it out. Yeah. Or, oh, she's young. What's she doing in the car business? As a woman in the car business, she doesn't know anything or she hasn't been in or someone saying, oh, is your dad on one of the dealerships? Oh. must be cute. It must be nice. Like, no, I just fell into the car business. I yeah. love it. And um, what motivates you? Um, Man, people never ask me that question. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I feel like I'm, I'm pretty similar. Like, I think it's just something inside me that just wants to be better every day um, and constantly just keep going and moving. Um, I would say same for me. Money's a big motivator, wanting to provide for a family and um, just build something I'm proud of, but I've also just never really wanted to work for, like, it's almost impossible to get me to work for something that I don't believe in. Um, and so just doing things that I believe in, being able to help other businesses grow and stuff with knowledge that I have, I think is really rewarding. And I think that's one of my big motivators is helping other people in any way that I can. Um, and that's what really keeps me being able to keep going every day. Yeah, I forgot my so, parents. I really want to make them proud. Yeah. Yeah, that motivates yeah. me a oh, lot. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yep, that's an important one. Yeah, I feel like whenever someone asks you, it, it, I think it is a kind of a hard question to to answer to think. Well, I think but do so you much. even know what motivates you? Because yeah. some people don't. Some that getting to know yourself is such a journey. It's never really over and finished either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like what motivates you right now in five years might not be the same no, thing. Exactly. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Totally. What, what would you urge listeners to do with their 24? Oh, proper preparation prevents poor performance with your 24. Like, what do you want to accomplish? Okay. Do you have a game plan? Is it written down? What steps do you have written down to accomplish that? Anything can be accomplished. It's been mm-hmm. done by someone for the most part. If it's outlandish, well, you can go every day of your life trying to accomplish that. But mm-hmm. proper preparation prevents poor performance. The five P's. So I was going to say, is that spell something? <laughs> <laughs> Alliteration there. Um, yeah. So whatever your goal is, you know, make a game plan, put it in writing. What are the steps and dates with times? Write it down in blue ink. You're more likely to remember it if it's in blue ink. Really? Yeah. Crazy. 
Interesting. Google that. Um, (laughs) But having the steps of, okay, I need to do this to then do that, to then do that, to accomplish my goal. But I need to do it by this date and step two by this date and step three by this date. And then you set yourself up to succeed. Mm -hmm. I like that a lot. That's really cool. Do you have a, speaking of timing and stuff, do you have a hard out at, you're good? Okay, just making sure. Um, when when do you think is a good time? Because the, br- the way you bring that up, I feel like a lot of people don't, they give up before they even kind of really gave it a chance. Um, whether that comes into business and life, um, whether you want to go to the gym or whatever it might be, I feel like too many people just start going and if they don't get those immediate results, the instant gratification, they just kind of give up. They didn't really want so, it. Yeah. Well, the fire wasn't in there to begin with. How yeah. bad do you want it? Show yeah. me the money. Like, <laughs> I mean, if you give up before you weren't really committed. Mm-hmm. And so why weren't you committed? Did you not believe in yourself? Did you not believe that it was attainable? Because whatever the like mind can conceive, the heart believes the body will achieve. Like, just go, go, go. And mm-hmm. so if you don't, if you can think it up and you really believe you can do it, you can happen if you have a, it can happen if you have a game plan. Mm-hmm. But if, if you give up too early, I don't know, I'm not scared to quit and move on and try something new and yeah. cut my losses and pivot and, <laughs> and do it. But you have to be malleable. You have to be willing to turn. If you throw the towel in on something that you really want to accomplish and you haven't, Maybe you didn't really want to accomplish it. That's, yeah, the fire <laughs> wasn't there in, yeah. in my eyes. But working out, I mean, that's hard to do every day, day in, day out. And the only thing that separates you between what you want is consistency. Mm-hmm. Game plan. Yep. <laughs> Thank People that throw the towel in too early. Hmm. I don't know. I like your answer. I like that, I like that a lot. I like that's true. <laughs> that's how I feel. Maybe about you just it. didn't want it. I'm trying to think about something I threw the towel in too early. Maybe a yeah. past boyfriend, but that was probably great because I love my husband. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Worked out. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. Fun, fun, fun. Oh, it's Friday. Oh yeah. Oh, I was going to ask you, what's, uh, what does the next five years look like for you? Oh, man. I really want another baby right now. So that's my chapter that oh, I'm in. Yeah. yeah. Um, business-wise, oh, man. Uh, just shut down one of my businesses in the last year. So probably need to get something else going Yeah. Uh, in the cards of to keep me busy. Mm-hmm. We're growing the billboard business a lot right now, and that's fun, but it's like... Yeah three hours of my time a week. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's great. But I, I, uh, just want something else to throw in there. And when the right opportunity comes along, I'll know that it's a good fit. And my mm-hmm. ears are open. My eyes are open. Um, yeah. Maury and I, I hope to grow our family. Um, and <laughs> I, my boss is just, he buys businesses like I buy shoes. So who knows what's going to happen in my full-time job there yeah. of what's next. I imagine he'll grow a lot out in uh, California and we'll be there to help them with their clients right here from Wichita, Kansas. And I don't know if I'm allowed to ask you this, but like, what's it like being around someone like that? 
Because I've I've always thought that's kind of incredible that you get to work so closely with someone that is building an empire. I mean, for, you know what I mean? Because that's really, from my point <laughs> of view, that's really what- The billion dollar club? <laughs> yeah. He's a billionaire now. Whoa. Oh, really? I think so. I don't know. I haven't really asked him, but I, yeah, I uh, keep track of those Google trends and everything, you <laughs> what know, is your net worth? refutation <laughs> management. And, yeah. uh, that's part of my job for the company. So, yeah. um, it, I was very, very, very fortunate to have him walk into my office at intake studios and say, you're coming to work for me. Um, he's an insatiable person when it comes to more and more and more and more and drive and go and get what you want you don't ask you don't get if that person tells you no you're not asking the right person yeah <laughs> who else there is it will listen to you you know and mm-hmm. i mean he has been such a great mentor to me in my life being around him i don't know uh he has two probably I don't know, five, 10 people within the company that have been there uh, since I joined the team mm-hmm. or before. And all of us have just watched from, you know, Brandon Steven Motors days, Eddie's Toyota, Subaru of Wichita, Supercar Guys, Ford of Augusta came, went, went up to Kansas City, Eddie's Mazda. I mean, just one thing and it piles on, piles on 19 dealerships, 60 mm-hmm. plus health clubs. Hockey teams, a restaurant. We're getting ready to open up this club out in California called mm. Gravitas Club, a nice. private members only in the one and only zip code 90210 of Beverly Hills. Nice. <laughs> Pretty cool for a Kansas yeah. guy, right? Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Huge, massive building, um, more of a concierge restaurant than it is a club or a nightclub or anything mm-hmm. like that, um, but still really fun. He's just inspiring of putting the processes into place. I have so much to be thankful for of watching and learning from him Mm -hmm. and how to handle a bad day. The light switch theory. All right. That person rubbed you the wrong way. Don't let it impact the rest of your day. Light switch it, turn Mm -hmm. it on, turn it off. Um, (laughs) Head on with the day. Uh, So many great things that I've learn from him to be around him is just ask as many questions as I can keep on how can I make it you know how can I knock that off the list I'll Mm -hmm. take care of that okay I'll let you know when it's done Mm -hmm. um I've always had the mindset of I don't really care what seat I'm in as long as I'm bringing value um I just want to help out yeah that's awesome yeah I just know like I guess I have two thoughts here. One, I remember the first time I met a millionaire, let alone, I don't know if I've ever met a billionaire, to be honest. Um, Maybe I have. I used to work on TV shows. Is Shaq a billionaire? Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) I don't know. Jack. Shaq. Oh, Shaq. Shaquille O'Neal. I don't know. Let's Google it. Okay, keep on going. I'll Google it. Pull it it up, Jamie. (laughs) (laughs) Podcast. (laughs) But uh, I think he is, because Shaq owns like... uh, I learned that he owns four hundred million. No, oh, really. From March twenty twenty three. But, um, I didn't really. It's crazy. Met him. So you did so, meet him? Yeah. He's like, is he really like he wouldn't be able to fit in this room, right? No. No. He's huge. <laughs> and I met him. So whenever I was working on Treehouse Masters, I met him whenever I was like, um, 
also at that time was like almost 300 pounds, if not 300 pounds. Wait, did pounds. he have a tree house built for himself? Yeah. <laughs> we built one on the show. It was also, it was a poker room. It wasn't Here even we a, have a 13 foot tree house and a well, that was 100 the, foot tree. The, yeah, exactly. The whole joke was the door that we put up there was like a 20 foot door. It was like it belonged on a dungeon. Yeah. Like it was huge and it was a poker room for him. So it was yeah. just like one big poker room and it's his house in Atlanta. But whenever I met him, um, the one thing I is really memorable from him was it, we had a small crew and I had came over from Alabama to help with that build. And I remember I got there and I was a new person on the crew and he recognized a new person and like made me like say, hey, who, are who you? is that? Yeah. Let me bet him. He's yeah. coming into my house. He's yep. going to be in the presence of my friends, my family. Yep. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool because um, I mean, our crew, you know, they had the builders and stuff. But I remember we were about to shoot a segment and I had a camera on my shoulder because we were about to start rolling. And he goes, you state your name. You're new. And was just like messing with me and stuff. But it was, it was really cool. I was like, this guy is just like recognizing someone new at his house. Um, and I just I thought that was really cool. And then whenever I went to take a picture with him, I'll have to pull up the photo. But <laughs> his hand wait. is across my chest and it covers almost my entire chest. Like he was just a large man and I look like a toddler next to him. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I know a woman, Amy Jo Martin, she actually does some social media coaching and she, Jill Hatton here in town, mm-hmm. was on her uh, Renegades network and Amy Jo Martin started Shaquille O'Neal's publicity, oh, like really? PR, when he started in the NFL and social media and all of that, she was his right hand nice. and pictures of them together. She looks like a toddler yep. standing next <laughs> to him. I mean, he's a, yes, very large man. I've yep. never met him, but seeing that photo. Yeah. He was one of my favorite celebrities I've ever met. Just super nice, super cool. So, Oh, my second thought I was going to say is I feel like people judge families and they just assume that it's very easy to make money. Um, and I know like the Kardashians is one that comes to mind of just like whenever I think it was, what's, what's their name? The one that just became a billionaire, Kylie, I think she, and, uh, <laughs> she just became a billionaire. I don't and a know lot of, much about the Kardashians. I think that's, so. I think that's who it was. And I, and people are like, oh man, the Kardashians, like they just make money cause it's just their family just makes the money. And that's just how it works. And I was like, I don't think people realize like you might have the connections, but like you still have to have the skill set to be able to become who you are and be able to really thrive as a family and stuff. And I think that's one of the biggest things that I think is really cool um, from seeing all them is just it, they are a family that works well together, but I feel like there's just has to be the, the drive in each one of them to want to be the best and want to keep going and not just, cause I'm sure at this point they could probably just retire and be like, I'm good. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, didn't even have to probably from the, uh, having the expectation from the top down from the matriarch of that family probably too yeah yeah i don't know too much about the kardashians i've never watched keeping up with the kardashians i haven't either it's just one i think about well um, i mean like the trumps of the world and stuff people are always yeah. like oh trump had a handout to be able to become do whatever he did and i'm like i don't actually know but i just feel like at a certain point to be able to build these kind of empires like you gotta want it Mm-hmm. Like you can, you can burn a million dollars really quick if that's all you're getting to be able to turn this into whatever it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? The, <laughs> um, structure that they, the generational wealth that a lot of those families have in place, uh, and the support systems of the knowledge of how to work it and grow is a, a leg up than someone that's just a first generation, I feel yeah. like, and establishing some 
sort of success for their legacy, mm-hmm. their family's legacy and all of that. Um, but what is the expectation of the legacy of the family? Are you going to sit and cruise and fly under the radar and and just be comfortable? That's mm-hmm. okay. That's joyful too. Yeah. Or is the expectation to keep on wanting more, take it to the next level, grow our empire, mm-hmm. invest well, make more so that our kids, grandkids, grandkids, grandkids are okay. Yeah. You know, and I think certainly <laughs> with a lot of these successful families that keep on getting more successful, that's a skill that was passed down and taught of we don't settle, we don't relax, we keep on pushing mm-hmm. and creating more yep. for future generations. It's just not all about them getting a meal ticket and writing it out and spending their <laughs> the rest of their life on a yacht. Yep. Or maybe it is, and that's okay too. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I love big boats. Yeah. Mm, so much fun. I agree. Oh, I agree. Gosh, that's a crazy thing to think about, though. Different families and how uh, we have a mayoral race here coming up and just the things I'm seeing on social media because of um, nepotism. And it's disgusting. Like, politics are so dirty. Let's dive uh, into that. Oh, <laughs> gosh. I want what's best for Wichita. Mm. I want... I am a huge uh, supporter of honor adversists and that's what backs our police department here in town mm-hmm. D- give to them every year they have cuffs versus axes coming up right around the corner if you don't know about that it's, there's still time to buy tickets get a ringside table dallas is coming to town to box our wpd and w mm-hmm. the fire department um but yeah i i think wichita you know, I, I don't make it down here to downtown any much anymore, but I lived in three different places down here mm-hmm. and saw a shooting right outside of my kitchen window one night and people running everywhere and blood on the concrete the next morning. You know, safety is a huge requirement for a community to thrive. Mm-hmm. Especially whenever you're starting to get a bigger city. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. People feel safe. They'll get out. They'll spend money. They'll appreciate their government and enjoy, mm-hmm. have a good, great quality of life. Yep. So and, who are you going for? Oh, my gosh. I think it's easy. <laughs> it Anyone that knows me, it is so easy to tell. There's only one person that's on the ballot right now that supports our police department. Yeah. Who is that? That's Lily Wu. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, we all know Whipple doesn't. Yes. You made that pretty pretty clear. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, I I believe that uh, it's going to get uglier and uglier, and I can't stand it. I think that you focus on what people have done, and that's I don't I don't know. It's a lot to get into. It's yeah. a very I'll dive into it. <laughs> yes, go go. How do you feel about it? What do you so, think? Obviously. My stepdad is retired from the Wichita Police Department, knows a lot of people there. Um, my dad retired from Cedric County Sheriff, so I just have a lot of law enforcement in my family, so obviously been in law enforcement. So um, I'm a big believer in law enforcement, and I think seeing that the actions of a mayor of a city do that, I think just spoke word, like, you don't need to say anything. It just shows me who you are as a person, kind of getting into the whole just being a good person. However, when it comes into the actual politics of either one of them, no idea. 
to be completely honest. I worked with Lily at Cake News when I was an intern for three months. So that's all I really know about her is just my short time there at the news station. Um, so I just think working downtown all the time, like I told you, I've seen a shooting. I've seen suspects running from a shooting. I saw just over here the other day a disturbance happening off of a simple fender bender. And I think being able to have a strong support of law enforcement from our mayor is only going to help make the city a better place mixed in with, I think, everything else that I've heard that she's wanting to do as well. But like I said, I really don't know. I'm not a really big politics type type of person anyway, so I don't know a whole lot about it. Yeah, you can't gripe about it unless you vote. So I I will be voting (laughs) here right around the corner. And I... I technically live in Derby, so... And would love nothing more than to see uh, the economic impact of a safe community thriving and um, with great support of our police department. Yep. Yeah. It's crazy. Elections. We're going to have a presidential election right around the corner. Every year before a presidential election, the stock market falls. Things get crazy. People get shaken in their boots and then it bounces back. Yep. All goes away. Elections are crazy. Could you imagine doing marketing for an election campaign of a president? So I, no, never. (laughs) (laughs) I just get mad that the ad spend goes up whenever that, whenever elections roll around. Um, (laughs) But uh, I was talking to someone that is very highly involved in politics that does that type of stuff. And they play dirty. Mm -hmm. Hearing what other people, like people that are running campaigns are doing against the other person, like shutting down websites, Mm -hmm. you know, running Mm -hmm. ads and just like the stuff that they're doing. I'm, I didn't realize how much happens in the back end. And this was at a little bit lower. This wasn't presidential. This was at like a lower level. I can only imagine what's happening at a higher level. It's just ignorance is bliss. Yep. (laughs) Nobody wants to really know. (laughs) No, with the Cambridge Analytica thing that happened, all the data out there and divisiveness that can cause you to feel a certain way to oppose one of the candidates. Mm -hmm. Just wild. Or like other countries wanting to get involved to help. Mm -hmm. Like when I was talking to someone that isn't really on Facebook at all and I was explaining to them that it is proven, people can fact check it or whatever, but it is proven that uh, I believe it was Russia had a Facebook page made to make it look like it was a American news network to post videos of law enforcement getting into shootings or whatever it might be around the George Floyd riots. And all of them were just like showing all of these bad things. And it was literally only to help push a certain agenda. That was the only reason for that page. And whenever you went into it and you went to like created by it was it was from Russia. Yeah. And it's just wild what yeah. what's going on with... Uh, wait, I'm glad I can sleep at night. Yep. And I couldn't imagine <laughs> that. There was, there was a show on Netflix called like Spy or something. Yeah. And one of the... Ep- it was like a six series episode. And one of the episodes was all about um, not like cyber warfare, but like political warfare like that. And how... I mean, we're involved with it with other countries. Absolutely. But just that side of it is just crazy of how we can just use Facebook as a weapon is so wild to me that that's actually a possibility just by posting a video that could go viral because nowadays and I, the whole fact checking thing I think is actually a good thing where like when you're, when you're reading a headline and then underneath it, it says, this is not real. Even I know that's not a perfect system, but I think it's an important system to have because too many people are just scrolling, doing their doom scroll and getting that little bit of information 
and then not having anywhere else to go with it. The context of the article behind that headline, mm-hmm. of course. Yeah, I don't know how many times I've had a conversation with like Deion Sanders uh, when he first went out to Colorado yeah. and he was telling his players, you know, don't leave your teammates behind. And they were getting in a scuffle and some of them were like running. Did you see mm-hmm. that? Man, mm-hmm. what is he doing with marketing? That's a I don't guy. Know. That guy's amazing. That's a frenzy. <laughs> the blender thing that popped up and he said it was just divine intervention on timing of how the opposing coach said, if I, my mom has taught me one thing. It's I don't remember exactly how it went, but basically saying it's disrespectful to wear sunglasses when talking to an adult or wearing a hat uh-huh. while talking to them or doing interviews or something. He's like, well... Funny that he just teed up this opportunity and he mm-hmm. announced a partnership with the Blender sunglasses the next week and the whole <laughs> team comes out. And I think Lil Wayne was there wearing the sunglasses and everything. I That is some fast advertising right there. Yeah, I love when someone takes an opportunity and just tees off on it because it's relevant. And yep. the Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey, oh, yeah. mayhem that's going on right now with Halloween right around the corner. I'm sure we're going to see tons. Oh, yeah. Of that being the couple's outfit. But yeah, there's a, there's a lot of people hating on Colorado and what they have going on, but I'm like, I think it's incredible. Being able to just create this buzz on a college that hasn't been that known for a while and just going in and just being able to have that much, I don't know, news and eyes on what you're doing. I mean, I saw The Rock showed up to one of their things and had a had a jersey on. Like, it's just incredible. Well, being from Dur- <laughs> Derby, you know Dylan Edwards, right? Mm-mm. One of their players is from Derby. Well, I live in Derby, but I'm from oh, Lane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of their players this year, uh, he committed. I mean, he jumped, 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 committed. Uh, K-State, Notre Dame, maybe another one too. And I then went to this. Yeah. Colorado and Dion's creating. I, I'm mm. here for it. I love yeah. it. I love the <laughs> excitement, the buzz, you know. All media attention is pretty much good. He just pivots and uses it, and he's real and is authentic, and people love that genuine side of him, whether good or bad. You know, he has faults, Mm -hmm. but I I love it all. (laughs) I'm excited to see where they go this year. They got the tar beat out of them by Oregon, but... Yeah, <laughs> I I am competitive and I love watching sports and I love seeing that and fast advertising just uh, what a few years ago when um, Aviation Gen. Oh, yep. You, you know that. And mm-hmm. they took the right after the holidays, there was that Peloton commercial that just got blasted and it had the woman on there. And she's like, oh, thank you, honey. I'm not going to be fat anymore. Thanks for buying me a Peloton. And it was like, whoa, women's rights over here. That's mm-hmm. not the whole point of being a wife is to be skinny and this and that. And they mm-hmm. took that actress and they put her at a bar. Like she was having a bad day after all this turmoil from the Peloton <laughs> treadmill campaign. I did not and, know about this. Oh man, it was genius. Is it Ryan Reynolds that owns Gen so, Aviation? Yeah. He's done it several times with a few of his companies. I was going to say, just, I feel like that's his sense of humor. Oh, it's so <laughs> golden, perfect. Yep. Just pivoting on something that's topical and turning around and making it relatable and running with it Mm -hmm. the blenders deal aviation gen trying to think that's what really excites me right now about advertising i haven't kicked into it but they're just little viral trends that slapping the belt viral video right now 
over the husband's face now. Okay. I don't think I've seen that. How one. often do you think about the Roman Empire? <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about every there? Day. You, <laughs> every day. Yes. That's fun. Okay. Now we're getting just off, off into space. I could yep. do this all day. Um, I appreciate you for having me, though. This yeah, is absolutely. definitely getting me out of my comfort zone just to sit here and talk. I love talking about marketing and advertising. It excites me. I, I love pulling different people into marketing and advertising. I haven't hired anyone in a long time, but mm-hmm. young people, internships, I love it. If anyone's mm-hmm. hungry and out there and listening to this, the automotive industry is a lot of fun. <laughs> if you would like an internship, find me on social media, Casey Edwards, K-A-C-I-E, spelt really weird, yep. but <laughs> I would love to have you come and intern for us. I love it. Thanks for being on the podcast. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Happy Friday. <laughs> Those that made it this long, wow, I'm sorry. Thanks for listening. <laughs>